You're listening to Share, Inspire, Repeat, where we explore uplifting, inspiring, and unique stories from around the planet. Things we're doing as human beings that you'll want to talk about that make us better people. A little dose of positivity in your day? Coming right up. And now for your host, AJ Mises. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of Share, Inspire, Repeat. Dude, today we have someone that I have been waiting to talk to for several weeks now. And um, he is not only one of my good college friends, but he is the executive director at the Orleans Parish Communication District or New Orleans 911. Um, So he probably has so many awesome stories. But let me tell you a little bit more about Tyrell before we get into it. So Tyrell Morris is the executive director at the Orleans Parish Communication District in New Orleans 911. He has also held um, roles at the Walt Disney Company, at uh, Palace Entertainment, Fairfax County Park Authority, Prince William County Park Authority, Fairfax County Department of Public Safety Communications, and the American Red Cross, where he served as the Vice Chair of Disaster Operations. Tyrell, welcome to the show. Hey, AJ. Thanks so much for having me. It's so exciting. Um, And um, I can imagine in your work that you have probably, you know, heart-wrenching stories, but also probably a lot of stories of good. You know, I think ultimately they're always a story of good. And even if someone's calling us um, here at 911 in their moment, possibly the worst moment of their life, it just provides an opportunity for us and, and our professional staff to really bring some sort of level of relief. We can't always control what's happening out there. But if bad things are happening to you, we can try to provide any level of relief, um, which at the end of the day, ultimately does, I would say, give us something positive to look at in every situation. I bet. I bet. So um, tell me a little bit about like, how did you get involved and like, how did you get the role as the executive director of New Orleans 911? Okay. Well, my career in emergency communications um, started um, a while ago when I was very young, working for the American Red Cross. Um, I worked at their communication center where we kind of, when there was a house fire in Philly or DC, we would send like disaster relief staff out to assist the family. That was the like high school age. And um, I went to college where you, I met you at Ithaca College, little bombers. Um, And then our our life went on. And, you know, my, my goal was I was going to be an entertainer. My undergraduate degree is in arts management. Um, I went to work at Walt Disney World and that was going to be my, my, my story. And, um, Life took a different turn. I became, um, I went to graduate school um, in about 20, I started graduate school in 2012. And while I was in graduate school, I was going to get a part-time job. And so I um, applied at the Fairfax County Department of Public Safety Communications um, as a telecommunicator um, or 911 call taker dispatcher uh, job. And I fell in love with the job and I was a great call taker. And then I became a police dispatcher and then crisis and hostage negotiator and then a trainer, and I really, really got to uh, excel. Um, and then I stepped just out. Took of, off. I did. I stepped out of that realm for a bit, and I worked for Mayor Gray and then Mayor Bowser in DC government for a bit. And then um, a good friend of mine um, was the director of operations here in New Orleans, and she was transforming a, um, a new agency, an agency that um, was having some difficulty, and it had kind of been reimagined and restructured. And she kind of wanted me to come to New Orleans to help her got through that process. Well, you know, I just got married, so we were looking for something new and fresh. And so we came to New Orleans and I will say that the Southern hospitality and the folks here really welcome you with open arms. 
Um, and then I was here for about a year, um, a year to date before the my boss, my friend who was here with me in New Orleans, decided to take a job um, in another agency. And so um, we also had just elected our first female mayor here in New Orleans, um, Mayor Amazing. Latoya Cantrell, right? Um, and then I, Mayor Cantrell called me one night and asked, hey, if I would do her the honor and lead this agency as executive director. Um, and she gave me a pretty big charge. The big charge was to make us an international model um, in emergency communications and make sure that New Orleanians and our visitors are, are, are protected and, and they had the best possible 911 system that is available or is possible today. So here I am. Um, here you and are. Here we are. <laughs> I assume Not this in the world. Right. I came here. I got appointed by the board on August 9th, and we've been rolling ever since. That's so amazing. Congratulations Thank on all you. of your success. So, so exciting. And um, I can imagine, you know, New Orleans is not only, you know, a major city, but it's also a major destination for all over the world. So not only, you know, as you just mentioned, you're taking care of New Orleanians, but you're taking care of the millions of visitors. That, Absolutely. That I mean, New Orleans New itself, Orleans. Uh, the city of New Orleans has about 400,000 residents. And but last year alone, we saw 18 million visitors. Jeez, um, I know you can only imagine. And then, you know, New Orleans, you know, we, we welcome everybody from the conventions to the partiers, to those that want to come get married, those want to come look at our historic properties or or just want to come eat. Take a tour. Our exactly. Um, so we have yeah, it all. Listen to the music. Exactly. So uh, it, our agency, although only has 400,000 residents, we, we, we rival those major cities like Boston and New York call volume wise only because we do see so many visitors every year. Unbelievable. That's so awesome. Um, cool. Well, hey, let's jump right into the stories of good. Okay. If you don't mind, I want to share one with you. All right. Um, so um, this is a story out of the Midwest. Um, I'm going to let the audio clip do its work for us, um, but take a listen to this. Our law enforcement officers respond to emergencies. They do it every day. But every now and then, there's one of those 911 calls that leads to an encounter of the cutest kind. That's what happened to a Greenville County deputy this week when a two-year-old called 911 needing some unexpected help. Our Addie Hampton has the story. Oh, she can find anything she wants on YouTube. When you're two years old, it's usually a challenge to pick a favorite toy or a color to draw with. For little Aaliyah, dressing herself proved to be a downright emergency. Hello, Greenville County 911. So much so, she caught on Greenville's finest Wednesday to help her with her pants. And it was basically a 911 hang-up call. Deputy Martha Lonas was sent to investigate. The door opened up and she comes running out to the front with half a pant leg on. And um, she's just like, hey! A natural with kids, thanks to two baby sisters of her own, Lonas lent a hand. I just ended up sitting down on the stairs and helping her, helping her put on the rest of her pants and then... Um, it was almost like a reward. She just wanted a hug. And Needless to say, when mom Pebbles Ryan got the call at work, she was a little surprised. Came home to, oh, the police helped your, your daughter put pants on. And I was like, oh, okay. She says Aaliyah is no stranger to cell phones, and they've talked about 911 before. I thought it was awesome that at two years old, she knew to call 911 at all. Today, Aaliyah is sporting a new pair of jeans. These a little bit easier to wear. She also got a new friend out of the deal. You want to be the police officer now? 
In a job where Deputy Lona's too often has to respond to tragedy, she's grateful for the moment to pause to witness a child's playful innocence, maybe grab a picture or a hug before hitting the road. In Greenville, Addie Hampton, 7 News. Last year. Isn't isn't that a great story? That is. Isn't that a great story? It right? absolutely is. I just thought it was so cute that, you know, you know, we think of 911 as this place that you call when, you know, you're experiencing, as you said, one of the most scary times of your life. And, you know, this two-year-old, A, knew to call 911, which she right. needed help, but she called to get her pants on. And the officer showed up and, and, and helped her out. So anyway, I thought it was cute to share. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And you, you know, it's so funny because we know we know when the schools are teaching that lesson of the day is how to call 911 because they all get home around three o'clock and they all <laughs> go home and pick up the phone and dial it. And we have some stories <laughs> where the, 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 we'll ask the phone, City of New Orleans 911, what's the location of your emergency? And you'll hear a kid go, oh, my God, it works. And we're like, uh, what? <laughs> 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 yes, it does. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, I'd love to hear a story from you. Um, tell me something. Tell me something that uh, that has has gone well, or a story of good from your days at nine one one. Yeah, no, we we definitely. I mean, there of course there are stories like that every single day, and I, I will have to like do a shout out for you know our phenomenal emergency telecommunicators. We have an we're an agency of one hundred and seventy eight individuals, and. The process to become a telecommunicator here is about it's about 14, 15 weeks long um, wow. for the training. And that's just to take phone calls. That does not take into account how to training of how to be a dispatcher for police, fire, EMS. But we have one particular case where one of our more experienced call takers, she was just sitting at work and she received a phone call from a concerned teenager saying, hey, I believe that my good friend is about to commit suicide. Now, as oh you know, gosh. our nation is in a mental health crisis. We know that, and suicide is very real, and we do not take those things lightly at all. And so that's how they're trained. So this telecommunicator immediately was like, well, where is your friend? Well, I don't know. Well, one thing about 911, we can't send any, we can't send any help without a location. And so this call taker summoned the help of her supervisors, and she went ahead and placed a call. We had a cell phone number for this young man. She placed a phone call to him, um, and he answered. And wow. so for us, you know, for him to answer, she had an opportunity to really assess where he was. And it took her 45 minutes, um, but she eventually talked him out of his plans. Now, it's one thing when someone is having like suicidal thoughts or ideations, they're not quite yet in the crisis yet. What separates them from the crisis is they, an intervention needs to happen to stop them. And so this, this particular call taker, she called her supervisors while she had him on the line and said, hey, I have an individual on the line. I think he's in a crisis. We need to find him because he would not tell her where he was. At that point in time, the entire agency, our number one priority was to find this 17-year-old kid. Um, so we uh, pinged his cell phone. And when we got the longitude and latitude, we realized he actually was on, we call the levee, on the Mississippi River. So then it became a little more real for us. Now, this is actually a crisis. And... Between closely coordinated efforts, we called his school to get a picture, um, to get a good description of him. And then once we had all those pieces together and we shared that information with our responding law enforcement agency, they found him and quickly, um, you know, got him to a place of safety. And we connected him immediately with the mental health services that he needed um, to where he then reached out to the call taker just to thank her 
for saving his life. And to me, the, the, some of the PTSD we see in 911 is that when our call takers or dispatchers hang up after a traumatic incident, we usually never ever really find out what happened afterwards. So the unknown does some psychological damage to our staff. We know that. We treat yeah, for that. We like to give them right. some some um, mechanisms and tools to work through that. But for this individual right. to, to care enough to, to reach back out to that call taker to say, thank you so much. What you did for me that day saved my life. It, 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 it made what we do every single day so much more worth it. And it is so heartwarming. And if there's more, if you want to know more about this story, we've posted it on our website. We'll picture the call taker. There's a video um, where she's explaining her process and what it was for her at our website at 911nola.org. Um, and the, the full story is there if you have any interest in it. Oh, that's so good. And those, that's the stories that you want to hear about, right? Is that, is that there's a happy ending. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, there's sometimes there's not. Right. But um, I think this just goes to show what an important role you and your team plays in New Orleans and really these folks all around the world um, who do this work. So yeah. have so much respect for you guys. Well, thank you for giving us the opportunity and, to share because you know, we're, we're often called the heroes under the headset or the forgotten heroes. Um, so to any yeah. opportunity I get the chance to, to speak about my team, I'm be the front and center. Heck yes. Awesome. Okay. I have two more questions for you before we let everybody go. Okay. The first question is, um, in maybe even more so because in the line of work that you're in, but how do you make sure that you are surrounding yourself with good every day? Just even when there's, you know, negative news cycles and things that are happening in our personal lives, how do you make sure that you're surrounding yourself with good? You know, it's, it's a, it's about a daily mantra I have, and I'm sure my team gets tired of me talking about it, but I tell them every day you have to wake up and make a decision to be your best self every day. Now, what that means is you, you may need to be somebody different every day. Today, I may, I may need to be the best husband. I may need to be the best friend. I may need to be the best boss. Or sometimes I got to be the best disciplinarian. But whatever it is you need to be that day, be the best at that. So if I focus on that, then I'm good. But also being able to step back and say, you know what? I've made a mistake here. It's going to be okay. But a support system is so, so important. I am so blessed to have an amazing husband to go home to at, at night and I can vent about my day. And there are plenty of times where I will have an opinion about a particular topic or an action I'm going to take. And I get so caught up sometimes in the monotony of what, what's going on that he reminds me of the humanistic aspect of a decision I'm about to make. And, and several times that my decision has changed based upon his alternative school of thought, which I can't, that is so valuable to me. I, I, so valuable, so valuable to, to have somebody else that can safely and, and, and speak the language and say to you in a way you're going to understand, get to give you a different perspective. Yes. And sometimes that's the role that we have to play too. So it's like, it's like that um, virtuous cycle, right. just, you know, sometimes you're playing the receiving end and sometimes you're playing the giving end. Yeah. So it's important to play both. Ooh. So good. So good. Okay. Number two. So yeah, I think you mentioned the website earlier, but where can people find more information about uh, New Orleans 911 or more information about you? Sure. Um, well, of course, my LinkedIn page, my name is Tyro Morris. So you get information about me. Um, uh, also, they, or, Facebook. or Facebook, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Facebook works as well. <laughs> um, and my pages are pri- they're, they're, they're open and everything about me is open. So I, I, I'm all about, I'm Great. an open book. Um, or our website, um, 911nola.org N-O-L-A, um, has all, is the official agency um website. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, all of our information is out there. And we just love to engage and get some ideas. And hey, we often share, we travel, we do trainings for other companies or organizations looking to transform kind of like we did. So hey, hit us up and we'll see what we can do. 
That's amazing. Awesome. Tyrell Morris, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been another episode of Share, Inspire, Repeat. My name is AJ Mises, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Share, Inspire, Repeat with AJ Mises. Interested in sharing a story or being a guest on the show? Visit shareinspirerepeat.com to introduce yourself or to submit a story. You can also check out more details from this episode by visiting shareinspirerepeat.com. 